Chris and Will here, and you know, you guys, we have a challenge for you, and it's all about the red shirt. That's right. It's been a symbol of pride since 1991. In 2020, we're spreading the message of diversity, equality, and kindness with the red shirt challenge across the globe. On June 6th, join the world in wearing your red shirt and help us bring us all together hand in hand. Go to kindredpride.org to register. Join us June 6th with your red shirt. Show it off. Hashtag RSPD. It's the show that makes us talk. What happens when you tickle an Easter egg? I don't know what. It cracks up. <laughs> what about our life? With Chris and Will, season two. Are you? Hi. It's another stay well episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yes. Again, like we said, for the next month, maybe a little bit longer, we're going to do two episodes a week. One is a stay well episode where we're going to educate you with some great professionals on giving you some advice on how to get through what we're all going through at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then our traditional episodes on Thursday. Yeah. So how are you doing during this time? Happy uh, late Easter. How was your Easter? Mm -hmm. That's a good question to ask. You know, a a friend of ours had done something very unique with uh, hiding Easter eggs. (laughs) She threw them in the pool. (laughs) Yes. Very incredible idea. Yes. Now, I'm sure the kids got them all, but the last picture I saw, they have not. So I guess they only got the few that they wanted and then left the rest in there. So she's left trying to get all the Easter (laughs) eggs out. That's what's funny about it. That's funny. For us, we cooked. We, uh, of course, as a chef, that is a good thing for me. I like to cook for the holidays. I like to cook for special occasions like parties, get-togethers, and all kinds of different things. So Mm -hmm. we did that with the ones that are in our house and uh, watched movies, played cards, drank, of course, (laughs) and... um, It was nice. It was a nice, chill uh, Sunday. So hopefully uh, you guys had the same. So how are you managing with all this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm doing pretty good, surprisingly. Yes. You know, I mean, I've been very proactive with when certain triggers come up, just breathing and remaining calm. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, this week, of course, we're talking about uh, keeping healthy and uh, mental illness as well as challenging your immune system. So it's all in that category. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, we're all doing well. I think we're we're trying to keep active. We are ready for this to be over with yes. in the <laughs> most respectful, healthy way, of, of course. course. Yes. But, um, you know, good things are coming. Yeah. But I think even through all of this, you know, everybody's learning. You know, and we're all, I mean, it may be boring at one point, but then there 
or at least for myself, there came a point to where it's like, you know, you know, maybe this is a time I really need to just, it's my life and I need to, you know, just. It's a time for everyone to reflect. There you go. Yes. Thank you. You know what? It's <laughs> a time for all of us to sit back and look at our life and look at our times and what we're going through, what we've gone through and what we're going through and how we need to go through things coming up. Yeah. Making changes, but not forcing them. Yes. It's a natural process. Yes. Fate's given us a time to rest. I think we all needed the time to rest and yes. relax and and find that chill point. Some of us didn't necessarily get that break as others, but during the little bit of time that that we've, we have especially have gotten, mm-hmm. um, we have taken advantage of it. And the same thing with the frontline workers that are out uh, helping us get through this, whether it's the, the, the medical field or just the hospitality and, yes. and grocery stores and everyone, what, mm-hmm. whoever it is that's out there having to work, you know, they have to find those breathers. and We have to do our part in helping them get through it just as much as they're helping oh, yeah. yourselves get through it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing these Stay Well episodes is to educate you and to help you get your life through this so you can go and help others. Exactly. You know, give it forward and make it make it work for someone else because, you know, we all need that. No matter what kind of strength or confidence that we have, we all need that extra support in boost and that's part of staying healthy so let's go into that topic okay as far as staying healthy you know one good thing that we do every day that we are allowed to do uh is walking Mm -hmm. you know we do go on walks and we do enjoy the sunshine especially here in florida and Mm -hmm. and take that time to reminisce you know not all locations uh in the world or in, even here in the States are on lockdown. Some of them are just on social distancing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here in Florida, we of course are on um, basically a stay at home order, which is kind of like a lockdown, but it's really not. So we're having to adjust as well. Yeah. You know, we have to do our shows at home compared to doing them in the studio. Of course. So we do have to find ways to uh, give our body some therapy, which would be walking. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Walking is that positive thing to do, and and we highly, highly recommend that. De-stressing, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. De-stressing, how can you de-stress? Well, great ways to de-stress is do things that, um, you know, you've been putting off, like cleaning certain rooms, uh, playing games, or doing things that um, you need to catch up on. For myself, it's writing. I I have a lot of projects that are due this year in writing that I have to finish. And I'm given the time to do that. So I do that. Plus Mm -hmm. we're editing a lot of programs as well as with our documentary. And so we're having to take that time that we normally wouldn't have to do that. Plus in the middle of this, we're probably going to be moving very soon Mm -hmm. to uh, a play to another house, which is what we were supposed to do before this started. And so we have actually been given the permission to do that. So we're going to, maybe be doing that. So that's going to be a a good de-stressor. It's going to be a little bit of change during that time to do it, but Mm de-stressing, staying calm, most importantly. Yes. Most importantly. Hey, you know, stop posting things on social media that you're not educated about. I agree. (laughs) Stop trying to, to do things and, and stop trying to find ways to, for people to come back and, and, and debate with you. You don't need to debate nothing. Because that energy, it doesn't work. I mean, it's not no, it it's not going to help you. It, and all it's going to do is, I mean, it 
of course, different people react different ways. Yeah, I mean, you know, put that energy that's going to help you, and that's your life. Guys, we all have our own opinions. You know, we all have our political views. We all have our ways of thought on who could have done something better, who mm -hmm. could have not. We all have that. Now is not the time to make that a point. Now is the time to keep everybody calm. Yes. Make sure everybody is okay and make sure everybody's doing what they need to do so we can get past this. Yeah. Once this is over with and we're back in our normal lives, debate away. That's that's exactly the way it is. But or right, you could also learn from it and choose one to Yeah, debate. make the difference by or, being the difference. Exactly. You know, yeah. Be calm to recreate the calm, as I've said it. That's, yes. that's exactly the way you need to do it. And, you know, distance yourself from drama, for God's sakes. You just don't need it. Nobody mm -hmm. needs it right now. Yeah. You know, um, you know, some of the key things we've already talked about are staying healthy is, you know, eating right, watching your stress levels. Yes. And, you know, if you are st sick, stay home. Take care of yourself. That's yes. more important. And keep keep your immune system up. By staying away from the drama. Exactly. You weak your immune system with drama, stress, uh -huh. and anxiety. So, yep. so don't do it. Stay healthy the way you need to stay healthy. That's how you're going to get through Things this. Things are going to make you smile, be happy. That's the opposite of the drama. Yeah, making a difference in your life, mm -hmm. changing things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's now's the time to think about exactly. that. We've been doing that, and we've been looking back, and I'm going to tell you, ever since we started going through this documentary and and editing through it, it's really given us an eye, oh, an open yeah. eye of, wow, okay, we need to do some different things. Mm -hmm. So now's the time to do that. But most importantly, everybody has said it, stay away from the negativity. If the news is bothering you, stay away. If the news has given you the instinct to want to post something that is negative or triggers negative or bashing or, or it's going to trigger debate, don't do it. Yeah. Stay away from it. And also, if you're doing a social post, you know, or if you're working from home and are doing email or whatnot, take a breath before you send out that email or make that post. Yeah, don't. Because um, if after you take that breath and you will feel different, you may either reconsider something, like reconsider posting a post, or you may look at your email and say, hmm, maybe there's stuff I need to add or take out or change. Yeah, don't. Don't post with your emotions. Exactly. It's just it's not gonna work for you. Don't don't post with your emotions. Feeling good, you know, do mm -hmm. something that's gonna make you feel good, whether it's a, it's a hobby, a painting, or or just watching a movie. Do something that's gonna feel good. You know, make others happy by communicating and keeping on that same line. It's you know, setting goals for yourself. Hey, right now, you know, is a perfect time for you to set your business, your 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 life business goals. Yeah. You know, set set yourself on how you want to see yourself after this. Restart you. Yes. You have the chance to do this. this is the once in a lifetime deal that I believe that fate has given us the opportunity yes. to restart who we are. Mm -hmm. So you can restart who you are by doing what you've done. Or you can restart who you are by doing what you haven't done and making it better. Thank you. That's the way it really needs to mm. go. So let's go into kind of uh, mental illness in a little bit. Okay. You know, I read something that, uh, and I'll mention this in the interview that we talked later, as far as, you know, this whole pandemic can be even worse in the mental industry because we are not prepared for it. And, you know, I'm going to ask our guests today a little bit about that, but 
you know, mental illness is in so many different shapes and form. And by all means, we are not doctors. We are mm-hmm. not specialists. Yes. Please do not think that we are uh, trying to state that we are. We absolutely are not. Uh, both of us has dealt with our fair share of health issues. And, you know, we, we've we had to go through some steps in our life to make more steps in our life, if that makes sense. And mental illness you know, it's not to be assumed or judged because anything can happen. And something mm-hmm. like this will even take the most confident person to their lowest point. Mm-hmm. And we all have to understand that and respect that because we don't know what a person is hiding and not saying to us. And this stuff that's going on in our life can bring that out. Yeah. And it can seriously bring that out. So. Mm-hmm. Now's not the time to, again, to be debating certain things. It's time to be together sharing and being a part yeah. of one another. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through this and I, I found something. I went to the CDC. Everybody's been following the CDC. And they listed some things about stress and coping. Oh. And I found, found it to be interesting because some of the things that it said as far as what's what can build stress is like, fear and worry about your health and your health of your the love your loved ones uh it can change your sleep patterns your eating patterns um it can give you difficulty in sleeping and concentrating period wow. uh worsen chronic health problems or create chronic health problems so you know it can increase your use of alcohol tobacco and other drugs which again hurts your immune system so it can it can do a lot of different things and even the most confident like i said can develop an anxiety disorder that they've never had in their life yeah because this is forcing them to change oh yeah you know uh some people rely on having social connection and they're forced to social distance and unfortunately phones and online and all that kind of stuff is generally not good enough for them. They have to have the presence and and feel the energy of a person Mm -hmm. to fulfill that need. So they can develop it. And then of course, those that already have it, it can create it further because now there's a big unknown in the world and they already are dealing with an unknown. So the bigger the unknown is scares the living crap out of them. Yeah. So, you know, it's very, very important to keep an eye on people, period. Mm-hmm. So yep. continuing it on, of course, it says take care of yourself, your friends, and your family to help cope with stress. Get around positivity. If you and your best friend are always around um, doing things every weekend, then you need to kind of stick with that, but do yes. it in a social distancing way. So, if you if you're like us and you guys can't get together, then you know what? Why don't you guys again see if being on the phone twenty four seven or every single day or <laughs> during the every week is it works for you? See if it does because if it does, it helps feel a little bit of that void mm-hmm. until it's time for you to reconnect again. Yeah, you know that's that's of course important. You know, taking breaks from watching, reading, or listening to news stories, including social media, is another way to de-stress oh. from it. And that's, that's big. I, I uh, we've said that from the yes. part. Um, you know, hearing about the pandemic can repeatedly be upsetting. So again, minimize what you need to know. Yeah. You know, get what you need to know and, and move it, on. Yes. That's <laughs> the best way to do it. You know, of course, we talked about... Um, 
connecting with others. We've said that many times. It also talks about reduce stress in yourself and others. Understanding that you know what the risk is. Educate yourself Mm -hmm. for yourself. Take that time for yourself to educate yourself. There are plenty of specialists, doctors, and phone numbers you can call. Call your own personal doctor. Get the information you need to learn about it. And then you know what steps you need to take. And then that will help you move on with this. All you need to know is what you need to know to get you through that day. And until anything other than that doesn't matter, you know, like right now they, they're, they do uh, County updates all the time. Well, you know what? I'm in this County. I'm not in those counties. So those counties don't matter to me right now. The Mm -hmm. only only thing that matters to me is what the state federal and my County does. Anything that's anywhere else at this point cannot concern to me. It's important. I know about it. It's good. Whatever the case may be, I'm educated, but I don't need to keep up to date on something or somewhere else that doesn't pertain to me at this moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of limit yourself for that. Um, And understand this, everybody deals with stress differently. Mm -hmm. You know, kids, older adults, people our age, teenagers, doesn't matter. They all deal with stress differently. And sometimes they don't show the stress that they're dealing with. Uh-huh. Just like myself, I will never display to you. It's sometimes, sometimes I do. Majority of the time, I will not display to you whether I'm worried, stress, or having a mental breakdown. I usually don't. I keep it very hidden because that to me is private because I have to deal with that. So be aware that maybe somebody doesn't show the signs that you're used to doesn't mean they're not having an issue. Mm-hmm. So be kind. Oh, I yes. mean, that's the biggest thing. That goes thing. a very long way because even though, you know, if you're talking to somebody and, you know, through whatever you're doing, text messaging or video chat or whatever, and if they just seem a little distant, you know, you don't know what's going on with them. And just by being kind, that can make a huge difference. I mean, yeah, you may not know what's going on with them. But if it really makes an impact, you'll see it. And when they, when you're still chatting or uh, texting with them, it goes a long way. It's kind of like using that old phrase of uh, rewinding the VHS tape. Yeah. Be kind, rewind. rewind. (laughs) You can be kind and you can rewind yourself to do it again. Yes. So be kind and rewind. Every single day for every single person, no matter what they're going through. Yes. Because you know what? Everybody needs it. When we have to go to the store, we are kind to people. Oh, and yeah. you know what? Those those grocery workers, they know us when we walk through the door because they know we're going to have a conversation with them. They know we're going to treat them well. They know that and they understand that. And it's like, oh my gosh, please. It's like them saying, come in our line. It's like a, fr- a breath of fresh air yes. to them, really. Because, you know, they're used to that. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like the normal flow to come in. And then here we come in. Wow. This is something different. Okay. And it kind of, maybe it's just my observation, but they kind of get excited. Like, wow, it's they something do. different to they talk do. about or they just, absolutely you know. do. So it goes a long way. And remember right now for the, probably the first time in my lifetime, your lifetime and many people's lifetime, corporate companies and bill companies, they're willing to work with you. Yes. So give them that opportunity and go make adjustments. Even if you know you have some money in your account right now, but you're uncertain what the next couple of weeks or month is going to be, call mm-hmm. them. Get something pushed back so that way you can prepare yourself 
for what's coming. And when you start, be kind too, because that kindness goes a long way. They'll be more willing to assist too, because if you're showing a concern just for their well-being, they're going to be concerned about your well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this guys, this is, this was nothing anybody can prepare for. Oh, yeah. So take your political views aside. Nobody could have prepared for any of this. This is new for everyone. So I think we just need to understand that it's new and we just, we need to go with that flow and, and do what we need to do in keeping ourselves healthy to keep the world moving forward. Yeah. And it takes you just as much as it takes them. So again, we need to de-stress, take, take the thought process of wanting the urge to debate certain things take and that protest breath. certain things. Yes. Take that mm -hmm. breath and just chill yep. and relax, yep. you know, just do that. So another good way we've been talking about a lot of different things. That's that's uh, in staying healthy. Well, I also found this now we are going to be posting these articles on our website. So mm -hmm. you can go to our website to get these articles. And I strongly suggest to educate yourself. You can go to the CDC to learn a lot of different things. There's a lot of information out there. So again, you want to reference what we're talking about and get that information. It's here for you. Mm -hmm. It's available for you. You can go to our website. We're going to keep it on there. For you to have. Yes. But here's another good thing. We want to keep you healthy as well. So I found this. Uh, American Society of Nutrition posted this on March 18th of this year, 2020. And basically making health and nutrition a priority is what this article kind of reads. Mm -hmm. And they list several different steps that you can take. And the first step you can take, it says, is minimize your trips to the supermarket during this pandemic and eat healthy. Don't buy a lot of junk food. Now, yeah. hey, we've done it. We're doing it. But you know, during this but time period, you need to, to eat that. health food mm -hmm. or you need to find something that you traditionally wouldn't eat. Change your eating habits up a little bit. More fruits, more vegetables, uh -huh. you know, less um, less fats and le less, less things. We mm -hmm. all love it. You know, I'm not saying don't buy it at all. But limit yourself to it. But a good thing, though, that I've observed is that, you know, you just don't do it all at once. You do it in small increments. Yeah. And it, and it, you have the, the ability to do that at this time. You know, and a good thing that it said with that in that step, it said basically visualize your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner for at least five days. And, you know, what will you serve? So then that way you can come up with with different types of products that you need at the store, go in, go out and, and that's done. it. You yep. don't need the whole family to be there. Absolutely yeah. not. You just need who you need yourself, whatever to get what you need to get, but plan it ahead. Yeah. That's going to help you through this. And, and remember when you're planning ahead, make sure that you understand it's gotta be products that you know, that will keep you well. And yes. Buy the junk food. That's wonderful to have, but make sure you have the other options and you eat those other options as well, yes. because that's, what's going to keep you healthy. Yes. So, you know, planning ahead, making a shop shopping list, stocking up, you know, it lists bread, well, only on, the different types yeah. of breads that mm -hmm. you can get, uh, grains, fruits, and the different types of uh, vegetables, many different types of vegetables and sauces. This article we're going to post online, so you'll yes. definitely want to go through that. And it lists all different types of products that you can buy to get health, to stay healthy, actually. 
Um, you know, one thing I like when getting vegetables is frozen vegetables. Yes. I think <laughs> frozen vegetables are so much nicer to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then it goes into step two, um, you know, well, over here, restaurants are all closed, so you don't really can't go out to restaurants. But basically, if you're going to order out, it's almost the same thing. You want to get foods that you can take home right away, but you want them to make sure that, hey, they're good for you too, and not yeah. too much junk food. You don't want to order... You don't want to order fried foods five days a week. Exactly. You, know, yeah, you need to have a, a variety, you know, and also um, as far as takeout goes, support your local uh, businesses, your, mom yes. and pop joints. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And the third one, which I really love, the third step in staying healthy that they brought up was think positive. Yes. I love that. And it goes basically practice positive stress management strategies, kind of like what we've already been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, skip the alcohol, tobacco and drugs. If you can walk the dog, call a friend, soak in the tub, cuddle with your kids or a loved one. That yeah. was another good one. Um, stick with your routine as much as you can. Basically your normal routine at home, adjust it to a, to a T I guess. And then, you know, Stay with it. Go to bed as if you're going to work. You don't want to get out of that yeah. routine. You know, keep that routine as much as you can. And finally, it says manage your boredom, which is a <laughs> big one. Stay busy and engage. Yes. Clean the house. Do, you know, resist hanging around the fridge and mindlessly watching TV. Oh, don't do it all day. Yeah. You know, pick times to, to find Again, do it, do it in increments. Yeah. You enjoy know? your hobbies. Read. You know, cook those good foods, I mean, if, make videos yeah. with your kids, start a scrapbook, help your kids with their virtual schoolwork or stay in touch with family, friends or colleagues. And, you know, more importantly, it goes, of course, no matter what you do, keep personal hygiene well suited by washing your hands. Yes. And that's all part of staying healthy. And, you know, I'm going to tell you with those all of those different facts. And again, you can get those list of foods. I'm posting this article on our website. That will also help you manage your sleep. Mm -hmm. Managing your sleep will manage your stress. It will manage your anxieties. It will help you get through whatever you need to get through. So important. Yes, absolutely important. Which brings me to our guest today. Our special guest today is Dr. Amita Singh. Mm -hmm. She is a wonderful doctor. Oh, yes. Wonderful doctor. She is a sleep doctor and she's also a psychiatrist, a motivational speaker. She coaches sleep programs with professional athletes. Wow. Um, you know, she offers several online programs and she's also been on the Headspace app. Yes. <laughs> so we've practiced, we've gone through her practices many a times and, um, you know, she's such a wonderful woman and she's got a lot of great advice and she's going to help us find ways to manage our sleep, manage our anxiety, manage our mental health and wellness, offer some different unique practices for us so we can live we can live healthy and better during these times. Exactly. I so, mean, sleep is so important. And, you know, with sleep, it's like, I know it sounds sort of like a quote or whatever, but it's sort of like night and day. It is. <laughs> it is. It's very, very important. So we're going to help you improve that sleep. So sit back, relax. Dr. Mita Singh is coming up. 
We are honored to welcome our special guest, Dr. Mita Singh. How are things in your part of the world? Where actually, where are you actually? I'm, I'm in Detroit, Michigan. So we are, oh, nice. you know, we're not far behind New York City. Are you in New York then? No, we're actually in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Okay. So let's start off a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background. I am a sleep medicine specialist. And as for my background, you know, after my medical school, I did a psychiatry residency at Mayo Clinic and uh-huh. then did a sleep medicine fellowship at the Henry Ford Health System. And I've been in clinical practice since 2005. Um, so basically, you know, diagnosing, treating sleep disorders in people of all ages. Um, I'm also involved with some research. So we have one of the largest research, sleep research centers, and the focus is insomnia and shift work and normal and abnormal sleep and the effect of alcohol and drugs on sleep. And of course, um, you know, in addition to that, I have a niche practice in advising and working with professional athletes and professional athletic teams, as well as C-suite executives and entertainers with a goal of sleep optimization. So, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, making sure that their sleep is, is, is optimal because that helps performance. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into that a little bit. Um, of course, we all know, especially for us and what we do, sleep is important. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard, to be honest, it's hard to get sometimes because scheduling uh-huh. doesn't always work out for that, unfortunately. But um, how important is sleep? And I know you've mentioned a little bit in some previous presentations that you've done uh, about mentioning a little bit about the sleep muscle. What is that exactly? Okay, so I I think we should always begin with a definition. So, you know, sleep is a normal, reversible behavioral state Uh in which which there's disengagement from the environment as well as unresponsiveness to the environment. Mm. You know, it's reversible because that's how we differentiate it from coma, right? right. You know, it looks, it looks similar. So, and, and we, Chris, we spend a third of our lives sleeping. And if sleep wasn't serving an absolutely essential function, that is a colossal waste of time. Right. And, a, and, a, and a major mistake from the evolutionary point of view. Because, so think about it. When we're asleep, you know, we're, we are vulnerable you know, to other threats in the environment, as you know, predators in the old times. And so at, at the most basic level, what sleep does is it forces both the mind and body to be inactive. And because of this inactivity, we now know this is when rest and restoration occur. Uh-huh. And um, I know you asked me about the sleep muscles. So, so what happened is that I started working with professional athletes about, it's been a few years now, and, and uh, you know, seven to eight years ago. And because I work with athletes and they concentrate on, you know, things like skills acquisition and, um, and, and they, they realize how it is to work on something to help optimize it, like working on muscle growth. Right. And that is why... You know, I, my, my mentor, Dr. Thomas Roth, and I came up with this term, you know, uh, training your sleep muscles. It's basically a catchy term to get athletes interested in making sure that you could, you know, optimize sleep the same way you would optimize, you know, muscle growth. What happens when you lack proper sleep? That's something we 
honestly do a lot. You know, if you've ever spent a night tossing and turning, you already know what you're going to feel like the next day, right? You're going to be tired. You're going to be out of sorts. You're going to be cranky. You're going to feel groggy. But, you know, the long-term effects of sleep deprivation are very real. So definitely it, it drains your mental abilities, and it definitely puts your physical health at risk too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, the best way to approach it is to, is to go from top down. So let's start at the top. It, you know, in your brain, it is with learning and memory. In mm-hmm. fact, all your memory consolidation occurs while you're sleeping. It, uh-huh. You know, for, for people in your field, it reduces creativity. Yeah. It reduces, that it does. You know, it reduces concentration, reduces the ability to problem solve. So think about it. You know, we've always said sleep on a problem. We never say eat on a problem. You know, we, uh-huh. we say sleep on a problem because while you're asleep, you put new information with the old information that you've stored previously and you try to come up with novel solutions. So wow. think of entrepreneurs. You know, that's, that's why they need sleep. You know, it impairs wow. your judgment. It makes you moody, emotional. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes you qu- quick-tempered. It aggravates all mental health issues. But then, you know, it also makes you drowsy. And, and you know, drowsy accidents are, you know, th- they're a big problem in today's world. Right. But, and when it comes to physical effects, you know, chronic lack of sleep increases the risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, increases weight gain, increases diabetes, reduces immunity, impairs balance. I mean, you know, I always tell people, I challenge you to point at one thing that sleep is not necessary for. All those things that you've listed, um, at one time in my life, I've gone through them. So thank Mm -hmm. you for saying that. And because I've gone to doctors and they don't want to or a majority of them don't want to come to that determination of addressing that. And I'm really appreciative for what you just said. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. What is the right amount of sleep that a person needs? You know, that is a tricky question in that, that obviously uh, sleep requirements will vary slightly from person to person. But for most healthy adults, we say adults need seven to nine hours of sleep on a regular basis to function at their best. Now, children and teenagers actually need slightly more. Uh-huh. And, and um, even, you know, as you get older, above the age of 55, 60, uh, you know, there is some, you know, that there is some uh, studies that show you may not sleep as well, but sleep requirement, you know, it's never less than seven hours. And definitely you will start seeing deficits in, you know, mental and physical performance and day-to-do functioning if you get less than six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I think at one time you had mentioned that you compared sleep deprivation to alcohol. Um, oh, can- oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those cool studies that we've done at Henry Ford and the sleep lab here. So, so these studies are basically, and you know, they've been replicated by other, other sleep scientists around the world. So uh-huh. um, because it's difficult for people to understand exactly what, you know, sleep deprivation does. So uh-huh. what we did is these studies showed what moderate sleep deprivation, the, um, the, the impairments that are produced by moderate sleep deprivation, and then compared them to the, depri- the sleep 
um, the impairment you get from drinking alcohol. So, yeah. right. you know, it there really is, uh, it's, it's funny because it, it serves as a great educational tool. It, it really is a wake-up call because, you know, many people are aware, for example, they're aware of the dangers of drinking and driving, right? Mm-hmm. Or showing up at, to their work or, you know, and for my athletes, showing up to their athletic, wherever they have to be to play um, after drinking. They would never do that because they know about that, but they don't realize that drowsy driving or can be just as fatal. And that, like alcohol, sleep deprivation will slow your reaction time. Yep. It decreases your awareness. It impairs your judgment. And so these studies are just so that um, it, it, they just serve as a tool to educate people about them. You know, it's really funny or interesting, I guess, that you mentioned that because when there have been times when sleep deprivation has happened uh, mm-hmm. to me and there is this thought that would come to my head that just says drunk. And this was like right. years and years ago. And then now you say this and it's like it makes sense. I mean, in some odd way. So okay. I I totally understand that. I mean... I don't rarely, I don't drink pretty much at all, but the fact that that mm-hmm. thought just came up was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about, you know, stuff that you learn and then when you're sleeping, new information, it's just that mixture. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I, I, I'll just add one more, uh, you know, tiny detail here. Uh, maybe not that tiny, but, uh, you know, uh, the effects of alcohol and sleep deprivation are exponential. So it's not, you know, they're not just, it's not simple math. It's more of addition. So if you're sleep deprived and you have an alcoholic drunk drink, you're, you're going to get drunk faster. So, uh-huh. you know, you're, you're going to have, you're, the deficits are going to be much more pronounced. Okay. Right. Right. Now, you know, another thing that, um, you know, Willie has gone through a lot of different things. And one thing over the course of the years that we've had issues with that some doctors will address and some doctors will not Mm -hmm. is that lack of sleep because he has an overacting mind and Uh it creates uh, anxiety. It creates stress. It creates a lot of different things. And since 2011, Mm -hmm. He would exhaust himself so much that um, he wouldn't sleep at night because he wouldn't get mm-hmm. enough sleep to where his 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 mind would actually or his body would actually get the proper sleep that he needs. So it would mm-hmm. kind of put him in a vegetable state, if you will, to where it he's not himself. He doesn't realize what he's doing. He's he's here, but he's not here. If that makes sense. So the mm-hmm. first time he went to the ER. I told the doctor, I said, look, if you can get him to sleep and give him something that will knock him out, I guarantee you in the next couple of days, he's going to come back to life as if nothing happened. And Mm -hmm. so he's had a lot of those issues over the course of the years. But the problem of it is, is nobody wants to identify that it's it's a sleep issue. They want to identify it like it's a mental issue, which it can get to that point, but that's not the cause, if that makes sense. And so my question is, especially for Willie, how do you kind of stop an overacting mind before and even during sleep? Okay, so 
So before I answer that question, let me explain something to the audience, because so far what we've been talking about is sleep deprivation, which is not getting enough time to sleep because we lead really busy lives, you know, we can't, and, and, and so we don't make enough time for bed. But uh-huh. what you're discussing, so we're kind of switching gears, and we should clarify that, is, okay. is insomnia, which is difficulty initiating or maintaining sleep or, uh, you know, non-restorative sleep despite the opportunity to sleep. Gotcha. Right? That's what you're describing, that, that somebody's trying to, they have time to go to bed, and yet they have difficulty falling asleep. Yes. And that's insomnia. Now, and, and you know, it's, it, it, you know, without going into much detail, I, I'll, I'll give you a small, a, a quick example. For example, if I went to bed at one o'clock last night and woke up at six in the morning because my flight got in late and I didn't get to bed till about one, that's sleep deprivation. If, however, uh-huh. well, if I was, Chris, if I was, I got into bed at 10 and was, my mind was over, was racing because I was thinking of this interview, and, uh-huh. and wasn't able to fall asleep, that, and, and fell asleep at 1 o'clock and woke up at 6, that would be insomnia. See, ah, that's, yes. so do you, do you see the difference? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so that's what you're to, asking now for. Now, mental overactivity is a big problem, and it's a, it's a big problem for many people, but there are some helpful techniques that can help us quieten things at night. So first of all, and this is very important for all of us. We must give ourselves a mental and physical winding down time. Because uh-huh. we're so busy that it, there's just not enough time to get everything done. And as a result, many people, you know, because they're working, they will, they will, you know, they don't stop during the day to, to take breaks or to think. And, and, and sleep is not just a, it's not like an on and off switch. You know, we have to unwind and dim our minds almost in preparation for sleep. And I always tell people that you need about, I would say, about, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of a winding down schedule. Now, uh-huh. uh, I'll tell people that, you know, some people are very busy. And if you're, go- if you're going really, really, um, you know, uh, at a fast pace, or uh, during the day, then you need, then that winding down time has to be longer, right? Because, right. so, so if, you're, if the car's going really fast, then you really want to keep the distance between the car in front of you more because it, that's how long it's going to take you to break. So, um, wow. you know, imagine that, that winding down time to be that your break time. So now, ah. here are a few things you can do to help you wind down. I would say... Um, a hot bath, you know, maybe some stretching exercises, maybe some, uh, uh, you know, meditation, uh, prayer is a good time, you know, that's a good time to do it. Um, uh-huh. uh, reading, you know, maybe some, some journaling, etc. So all, and, and this winding down has to be electronic free. So that's number one. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, so develop your own winding down schedule. And in fact, you know how we use alarm clocks in the morning to wake us up? Maybe set an alarm in the evening that is an alarm to say that it's time for me to put down my, you know, my computer, or my laptop, whatever, so that I can start my winding down schedule. 
The second thing I'll tell you, I tell people, is not to worry in bed. So, you know, whenever you lay in bed with an overactive mind, that is, is only going to, first of all, it's going to teach you and give a signal to your brain that you're wide awake, you're going to, you know, you're going to look for sleep to occur, right? And you're going to command yourself to sleep. Like, that's the best way to not get enough sleep. Wow. <laughs> you know, right. so sleep, you know, you can give yourself performance anxiety about sleep by doing that. Wow. And so, you know, as sleep physicians and scientists, we always say, you know, get up and go to another room, do something quiet and relaxing, and then come back. And um, uh, when you come to bed while when you're ready to sleep. Um, you know, one more thing. One, there is a concept called worry time. Have you heard of that? No. no. Okay, so, you know, and again, this is because we lead very busy lives and we don't take a break during the day. And a worry time is something, so, so, you know, sometimes earlier in the evening when you sit down with a piece of paper or or on your laptop and you actually make a list of all the things that, you know, maybe a to-do list for the next day, if things you're worried about or you you want to go over and address so that at night, you know, you do that in the mid, late, mid-afternoon or early evening so that you've already done that. So that if you do get up in, 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 you know, in, in, at night and you're, you start thinking about it, you know you've already done that earlier. Now, it's easy for me to say it takes a lot of discipline. It takes work. You know, this is something you have to work on um, on a regular basis. Yeah. So why, why do you think... Going kind of back what I was saying and going back with what you're saying, which, again, all makes sense. Why isn't it that primary care doctors can't assist in that as much as they should be? I mean, sleep is important. All this makes sense. All this is good advice. But some of the primary care, at least for the ones that we've gone through Mm -hmm. over the course of the years, they have a hard time addressing that because they keep saying, oh, well, there's not enough information about insomnia. Do you believe that or, or what? Well, so a couple of things I will say. Number one is that, you know, sleep as a science has come to the forefront only in the last few years. So, you know, I've been in practice now for, since 2015. Um, I, you know, I was doing my psychiatry residency, and it was, I think I was in, in year four when I discovered sleep medicine. I had zero sleep training in medical school. So uh-huh. people are now learning more and more about it. But there are sleep, I, I know in Florida for sure that there are some good sleep centers. So you do, you, you know, you get, there is access there. And, and there is access to, I want to say, um, uh, remote CBTI, which uh-huh. is, um, you know, a, a therapy for insomnia, which can be done remotely. So, really? uh, you know, you... Wow. I, I hate to say this, you just have to be the squeaky wheel that, you know, you, you just have to make sure that you get some, your, your primary care physician to refer you. You know, so it, it's insomnia as a disorder is, you know, it takes uh, a certain degree of training to be able to adequately ad- um, address it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be just lack of awareness. Yeah, yeah that definitely. Because one of the things was when this started happening, um, was that I was actually afraid to go to sleep because of what would come up while mm-hmm. I was sleeping, and right, 
and so when you had talked about all the stuff that you've just said it just it's like a light bulb just went off i mean right so completely. you know you gave yourself performance anxiety right so what happens is that so so you know and not to belabor the point here but you know if you were in actual danger you wouldn't want to sleep so that's the natural um, the natural response of the brain is to keep you awake because, well, you're in danger. You need to be awake, right? So that flight or fight response that occurs during acute situations of stress when you have difficulty sleeping, you know, that is a completely correct response. But in response to those, and, and, and uh, you know, you might find this funny, but I tell all patients that an occasional night of poor sleep the only way to deal with it is to completely ignore it. It's when you start paying attention to it, when you start doing other things, like, you know, maybe taking naps, trying to go to bed at a certain other time to make sure. And that is what sets you up to develop chronic issues with wow. it. Yep. Wow. That makes sense. That completely makes sense. So do you think that uh, poor sleep, like we've been discussing uh, one, I'm sure it does cause anxiety, but does it cause a permanent mental issue that's maybe long-term? Yes. So, you know, so think about the insomnia, which is difficulty initiating and maintaining sleep. So insomnia is a significant risk factor for almost all mental health disorders. So it's a risk factor for anxiety. It's a risk factor for depression. It's a risk factor for substance use disorders, and it's a risk factor for suicide. So what I'm saying is that, uh, you, know, uh, so, you know, so a few years ago, we, the thought was that poor sleep was a part of the symptoms of mental, some mental disorders, health disorders. Now, what they found is that not just that the insomnia can predate it. So if you have developed insomnia, that can actually predispose you to developing the, the mental health issues. And then if you treat the mental health issues, the insomnia part is actually the most difficult to treat. And, uh-huh. and if the insomnia doesn't resolve, then mental health disorders, they're likely to reoccur. So wow. this becomes a big, you know, it's like a vicious cycle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very, very true. So how does, how would you say that it affects your immune system? Okay, so so we want to, uh, you know, switch gears here and just talk only about the, um, how it affects the immune system. So firstly, so think about what sleep does at its most basic level, right? It's uh-huh. at its most basic level, sleep helps restore and recovery to any physiological process. And in that same tone, at the most basic level, sleep helps restore immune cells. And there is a lot of proof. I mean, there's a lot of research that supports that. So let me just give you a very brief description, basic description of your immune system. Okay. So the first, you know, know, your, your skin and your mucosal surfaces, those are, that's a physical barrier. But once any pathogen, uh, so say, you know, a virus, a bacteria, fungus, uh, a parasite, once it enters the body, there are 
two kinds of immunities. First is your innate immunity, which means we have an army of cells that gather together and they charge towards this pathogen and they do these, you know, they may eat the pathogen up or they may release poison that will kill this pathogen. Uh-huh. The second, of course, is something called adaptive in- immunity, which means that if, if that initial, if your initial immune cells can't kill the pathogen, then then your immune cells actually learn about this pathogen. And then they store that memory of what they've learned. And they may store it in a different kind of immune cell so that whenever you're exposed to this pathogen again, now these smart immune cells who've, who've learned what to do against this specific pathogen can now come and kill this new pathogen. You know, for example, this is how vaccines work. Ah. So in a, in a vaccine, what we do is, is under controlled circumstances, we, you know, we inject a pathogen and your immune cells learn what to do with that pathogen. And so that any time ever in your life you get exposed to that pathogen again, your immune cells know exactly what to do. Wow. Interesting. So, so you know, so, so now, now that we have that background about your immune system, what happens, how does sleep help? So uh, there are so many ways. So, so first of all, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, we now know that even those, you know, those WBCs, uh, the, the, the white blood cells, the lymphocytes, the leukocytes, they, just different names for the immune cells, the natural killer cells in your body, they get reduced. So there's a study in which if, you get, if you're partially sleep deprived, the, the amount of natural killer cell goes down by 75%. Wow, that's right? a big so, amount. So, so if you're sleep deprived, you're more likely to catch an infection. And there was, this was, there was a study in which what they did is that they, uh, the, the researchers, they introduced, they challenged, uh, and they put the corona, um, not corona, sorry, the rhinovirus, which is the common cold virus, up, some, uh-huh. up these subjects' noses. And if they if they they manipulated their sleep, so if you got less sleep, you were more likely to get infected, get a cold. And if you got enough sleep, you were less likely to get a cold. Hmm. And and so you know, and then and then you know, after the other thing, so it was like if you got less sleep, your likelihood of getting a cold after that challenge with that virus was four to five times higher because you had you didn't get enough sleep and then of course they've shown that with vaccines too so if you you know if you don't get enough sleep after you get vaccinated you don't mount an adequate response so you know multiple ways that your that that not getting enough sleep um, will affect immunity so would you kind of say that uh, with going what's with what is going on in today's world that sleep should be one of the most important first factors in staying healthy healthy Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I mean, I would say, Chris, you know, because a lot of people ask this question, like, how can I boost or improve like, the immune system? So firstly, just to clarify, your innate immunity cannot be boosted. And you don't want to be. So, so the, an, an innate immune response is, you know, having a runny nose, uh, running a fever, lethargy and you don't want to be constantly feeling like that yeah and you know so so 
and even though there are multiple products that say they're going to boost your immunity, that you know that doesn't make scientific sense. It, it, what you want into, it, instead to do is, um, you know, you want to maintain an immune system by adopting healthy living strategies. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's not a pill. It's things like eating, you know, a healthy diet, rich in fruits and vegetables, exercising regularly, maintaining a healthy weight, not smoking, drinking alcohol only in moderation, mm-hmm. avoiding uh-huh. infection with regular hand washing, which we are talking about, reducing stress and getting enough sleep. So, you know, uh-huh. all common sense things, but... Um, but it makes that, sense, you know, that, though, because it's common sense and they're simple things that we all can do so and they're all natural i mean it makes complete sense i agree with mm-hmm. that sorry i'm losing my train of thought here <laughs> well, that's okay because <laughs> there's you so didn't, much... you didn't get enough sleep last night uh, probably <laughs> so <laughs> probably so because you know what when i know that i have appointments in the morning or in the afternoon then it always uh-huh. throws me off because i i'm I sleep in late because usually most of our shows are done in the afternoon and the evening. But since the shutdown, we've had more shows become all day. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's changed my, I, I don't want to say habit, but it's changed my way of how I'm used to. So I'm having to get used to things. Mm. So you're probably very much mm-hmm. right because I'll yep. put it in my head that I'm not going to wake up on, on, on in time, you know. Right. Well, so let, let me let me bring one more thing that we haven't talked about because we haven't talked about our circadian rhythms and uh-huh. just what you just said right now about how the timing has changed. Uh, you know, makes me want to talk about it. So, okay. when yeah. we talk about when we talk about sleep, we talk about the quantity of sleep, which we've already discussed. Uh-huh. We talk about good quality sleep, which basically means, you know, you want to fall asleep at a certain, you know, less than 30 minutes to fall asleep. You don't want, you want to be asleep 85% of the time. You want to feel up, wake up feeling well rested. Right. But there's also the timing of sleep. And when we are talking about the timing of sleep, really what we're talking about is your circadian rhythm. So you and I, and in fact, every human being, and in fact, every animal, we've developed these cellular clocks. And so the, these are intrinsic time-keeping systems that we have. And, you know, for human beings, our clock is located in our brain. It's called our circadian clock. And uh-huh. it's reset every day by exposure to light and dark. So when you wake up, you expose, get exposed to bright light. That helps strengthen your, you know, any daytime physiology, keeps you alert. And then at night in darkness, your circadian clock secretes melatonin and that signals your brain that you're ready to sleep and that strengthens your nocturnal or sleep activity. Uh-huh. And, and so in addition to the clock in our brain, of course, every cell in our body has a, has a clock. And so all these functions, you know, they, they are all synchronized and your master, your, the clock in the brain is the master clock. But one of the things that your clock decides is whether you're a night owl or a morning person. Uh-huh. Right? And so this is a pre- genetically predetermined trait. And I'm wondering, in, in your case, because you said that now your timing has changed, are you, uh, are you a little bit of a night owl? Oh, of course. Yeah. I will stay up right. late at hours in the night, yes. Right. So, so you're a night owl, and suddenly, because of change of schedule, now you're waking up earlier. 
And so obviously, you know, so that's a double whammy because A, you're not getting enough sleep, but B, you're not being able to sleep according to your, aligned to your biological clock. So that was just my, you know, two cents there. No, it's, it's appreciated. It, yeah, definitely. it's correct. It's totally, yeah. it totally is. Well, going into that, I mean, obviously, we're all having to adapt and change to all this. What would you say would be the most proper way to change in this? And how should we maintain that change for when everything starts to go back to normal? Well, so you mean, are you talking sleep wise? Yes, because obviously if I get used to going to bed early now or waking up early, then when it starts, when things go back to normal again, then I'm going to have that time to where I'm going to want to go back to sleeping in again. So I'm changing myself now to adapt to what's going on now. But whenever this all goes back... I'm going to have to change again. So that's going to affect me in some little way. So I guess... Right, right. Yeah, so, so how so, do we change you know, now? To me, to me, it would seem that you, your example is not the normal example. So normally, because most people are now working from home, they now um, have more time to sleep. And they're now able to go to sleep more aligned to their circadian clock. So, you know, when it, before this happened, they had to wake up at a certain time because maybe they had to, you know, get into a bus or a car or, a, um, you know, or take the uh, public transport to get to work. Mm-hmm. And so they were, they were waking up too early. And, and, and so one thing that we as sleep scientists are hoping, and we've found, you know, with, with some of the data that's been collected right now, that people are actually sleeping longer. And they're, uh-huh. they are able to sleep according to their circadian clocks. So that is, a, is, that is something that's a good thing in the right direction. I, I, would say, I would say that here are a few things that people should do even starting from right now. So, you know, you want to, you want to make sure you get enough sleep. If you can do just three things. Number one is reduce the amount of caffeine you're drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the longer, so once, you know, and, and sometimes people don't understand about caffeine, the longer that someone's awake, the greater there's an, there is accumulation of certain products in, uh, in our brain. It's, it's, it's called ad- adenosine. And so it's basically the sleepiness um, chemical uh-huh. that is, it accumulates in your brain and it goes and it binds to this adenosine receptor. And that's why you're sleepy. And what caffeine does is it blocks the interaction of this adenosine receptor to the brain. And that's why it, block, it doesn't help you. You know, it, even if you're sleepy, you can't fall asleep. Now, adenosine you know, it takes about 25 minutes to take effect. Its half-life is about five to six hours, which means if you drink a cup of coffee, uh, you know, say seven or eight, in the, uh, seven in the evening, 11 o'clock, half of it is still in your system. Wow. So, so just something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. And similarly, you know, so I would say reduce caffeine, reduce nicotine, which is also a stimulant. The second big thing is reduce the amount of alcohol. So as it's true of all stimulants, alcohol, you know, actually impairs your sleep. So, you know, in 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 the beginning, alcohol will help you fall asleep, but typically it disrupts your sleep later in the night and reduces and it fractures your REM sleep. And, and 
um, and of course, you know, it makes you, you're more likely to snore, uh, you, you're more likely to wake up to go pee, so you, you, wanna, you might want to back off on the amount of booze. I, I don't mean you as you, but right, Chris, right, but right. in general. Yes. And then yeah. the, third, the third thing I would tell people is that, you know, light exposure, if you want to sleep better, then you have to be mindful of your light exposure. So make sure during the day, of course, you expose yourself to bright light. And being in Florida, I mean, by God, you guys have enough light a during the day which yes right which helps <laughs> which helps strengthen your circadian rhythms but then at night in the evening you want to dim the lights you want to you want to be you want to get a full dose of darkness because that's what helps you sleep at night hmm. good to know good to know we talked a lot so about. I, I don't uh, know. I don't know if I answered your question. You did. I digress. You did. I did. Absolutely. It, it's just. Yes. It's one of those. It's a. As I say it, a total moment, to where it's just like wow. Just all this information in is just something. Just. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, uh, like I said, like the light bulb just went off, and I'm just in that moment. So yes. You did. <laughs> well, we've never, like I said before, I mean, we knew that sleep was an issue as far as our life and especially for Willie. And so with you giving us all this information, it's very new to us. So it's very uh, engaging, if that's the word and I'm looking for. And yet comforting at the same because time. Because you yeah. want to, you, sometimes when you bring some of this up to certain doctors, they look at you like mm -hmm. you are crazy. They're like, yep. we know yep. insomnia is, is a problem or we know this is a problem, but it shouldn't be causing this. And it's always that factor that I always like to throw out to every doctor we end up going to is, you know, every per, every person's body reacts to things differently. Mm -hmm. So what may right. work for this person may not work for that person. So I want them to always approach, okay, look at it in this sense. We're telling you what the symptoms are. We're telling you what the problem is. This is what the results are. This is what we think it is. Tell us if we're right and if we're wrong. If we're wrong, then tell us what we need to do. So your stuff makes so total sense because it takes away that crazy that they're trying yeah. to throw in our face. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and, and the thing is that, I mean, see, we, we are living in a time of crisis. Yes. So, uh, of course, you know, I was just describing it to my husband um, a couple of days. I feel like I'm in free fall. Like, I, you know, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing solid to hold on to because things are moving so fast. So, of course, restless and sleepless nights are going to be, you know, it's not uncommon. You know, we may lie awake worrying in bed. We may have difficulty turning off our uh, mind. But, but... You know, watching the news constantly or being stressed out, this behavior isn't productive any time and right. absolutely less, ob you know, less productive right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so yeah. so we, we just have to, you know, we just need to focus on, um, you know, get, making sleep important and yet, yet not making it an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Does that make sense? I mean, you know, yes. I, I definitely do, do not want people to worry about their sleep. You know, right. I, so think back to when you were younger, when you, if, when you slept well, you didn't pay attention to your sleep. Absolutely. That, oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's what we want to come to. But, but we have to, uh, we sort of have to, have to approach it in a mindful manner by 
you know, by creating, making sure that the environment is correct, making sure that we have a winding down schedule and, you know, putting all the, the pieces of the puzzle together so that we can get good sleep. Absolutely. And, you know, for us, what we've been doing during this is we've been shutting off pretty much all negativity and yes. we've been shutting off all stress because mm-hmm. that's kind of our winding down in a sense for the day because I feel that when we've incorporated some of that stress and some of that negativity in ourselves during the day, it totally reflects on how we go to bed. Yeah. And then we almost find ourselves either not sleeping or hallucinating yeah. at night because we're just, our mind is so engulfed into what happened during the day. Yep. So one right, of the things right, that right. Uh, we're doing is separating ourselves from that because we don't want to create that anxiety. And, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about um, the mental health and, and all that other stuff. Do you know, I, I sent you an article about uh, uh-huh. Bloomberg. The Bloomberg report had posted something yesterday, uh, April 1st, actually. And um, mm-hmm. they had discussed how the mental health industry is not prepared for all this, even after this is over with. And I'm curious to know when you, because you've done a little bit of um, work in that field. Do you agree with that? Yes, because so so I, I let me explain to you what I took from that article, and this is something that we you know as health professionals we are talking about. So firstly, uh, you know this is a stressful time, and we do not have enough medical professionals to handle this. Now the good thing though, so let's talk about the good news though first. The good news is that the government you know has helped because what it's now allow, allowing people to practice across. Lines. For example, uh-huh. I, in fact, you know, I can do clinic and I, I actually was seeing patients uh, on telemedicine and I was doing this remotely and there were actually a couple of people in, in Florida. Oh, wow. So, wow. so in, you know, so in, for example, in my practice, we do telemedicine. And then the one thing that we're doing in my practice, we're doing this, it's called a single shot cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, for acute insomnia. Uh-huh. Uh, which is like an hour-long therapy, which is aimed to prevent, you know, aimed at people who are having maybe poor sleep acutely in response to this pandemic, because with the goal that if you if you can treat it now, it will prevent it from them uh, from them getting a chronic problem. But yes, but you know, I, I mean, the the. Um, I mean, mental health is really is an issue in the West, in, uh, you know, in the U.S. Uh-huh. And, and because we've, you know, the pandemic has just begun, um, you know, once the newness, we- uh, you know, it wears off, and once this becomes a little bit of a chronic issue, uh, it, it will aggravate, it will aggravate um, underlying uh, people who have mental health, you know, I mean, right. I just, I mean, especially with, I mean, I work a lot with athletes and this is, you know, their, their games, you know, they don't know what, whether they're going to play again. They're no longer surrounded by a team. They're, it's, it's a, it's a big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So what would you say would be, I don't know, the best advice as far, do you think what we are doing is the right way to do it? Or do you think there's some, an extra step that we should take that uh, during this process that maybe would keep us from 
having severe anxiety and looking back at this later on? Well, uh, so, you know, a few things which are applicable to everybody, you know, including people with anxiety and you and I, all of us, right? So the first thing is we must establish a daily schedule. Right. Which includes, you know, it has to have some uh, some kind of outdoor activity, um, daily exercise. This is essential because it it gives us something. It gives us some stability to our life, mm-hmm. and and we, like we talked about, you know, daily exposure to outdoor light is essential. It strengthens our circadian rhythm. Um, I, I tell people that if you, you know, now that you're working from home, if you decide to take a nap, make sure it's not more than twenty five to thirty five minutes, because sometimes then you're going to. If you take a long nap, then you're not going to sleep at night. You know, you want to, but, but, you know, you want to keep up with your social contact. So remember, it's physical distancing. You know, we can pick up the phone, we can video chat, we can speak to others. This is really essential to us. And, you know, for the longest, we've always complained about how technology makes us lonely. So let's use uh-huh. the technology to... Um, you know, to talk to others and to share our concerns and, like, don't bottle up. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah, you must seek professional help. Uh, you know, it, it becomes really important in, in today's world to, you know, to not bottle it up, not, not, to, not to think that I'm going to uh, tough it out. You know, right. we must seek help. And, it, it, you know, again, of course, you have a large audience, but I tell this to my athletes because... You know, oftentimes athletes are, you know, they're, they're, they, they pride themselves in being self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. They, they yes. want to be this strong. But, you know, these are trying times. I mean, we're all scared. It is scary when you look at the news. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, the other thing I would tell people is to take, to, you know, do social media fasts. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh-huh. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, there is information overload, and often it's difficult to separate fact from fiction. And um, so, you know, check your sources. You know, CDC, your local government. Uh, you know, those I would rely on, but avoid checking every few minutes, especially at night. You know, I, I would say that. Yeah, very good advice. We've been yes. doing that too. Mm-hmm. We've been saying, okay, well, I'm only going to talk to the important stuff. And then when you start to scroll down on social media and you start to see all the negativity again, that's when it's like, okay, my time is done. I'm I'm over exactly it. right. I to, yes. Right. I, I I you know if I can give one and and somebody just said this to me, so this is borrowed, but you know to the to your because we're living in a world that is changing, we must stop to enjoy the present. And I, yes. I, to whoever yes. is listening to this podcast, wherever they are, they have to, you know, they must live in the moment and enjoy the fact that they're able to listen. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, don't, we don't often live in the moment. That is very true. Very, very true. And great advice. Absolutely great advice. Yes. Um, you know, some people have worried because they live at home and they're stuck at home by themselves and they don't like that independence and we have said that and we go well you can enjoy it for multiple ways you can do projects that you've been putting off but at the same time you can recreate that 
um, that bond with other people by calling them. It's like you can always yeah. call us and we can always talk to you and we can do whatever we need to do. You don't have to be independent and alone at your house. Physically, you might be, but uh, visually and mentally, you're really not. You still have a surrounding world that you can adapt to. Yes, yes, that is so true. That is true. Yeah, that that would be that would be the exact advice that I am giving. You know, not myself too. I mean, you know, my my parents don't live close by, but you know, I'm I'm constantly you know calling them. At least I can call them on the phone. At least there's FaceTime now. Yes, that I could talk to them. You know, I I'm learning to work from home too. And, you know, I can, I, you know, I try to concentrate on the fact that I can work from home and that I have three teenagers. So, you know, they finally understood that just because mom's at home doesn't mean that she's constantly going to be, you know, making food for me to, for them to eat. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's an off-the-wall question. Um, it, it's kind of relatable, kind of not relatable, because, you know, we're 70s kids, and well, we 70s, grew up in... early 80s. Yeah, kids. we grew up in the 80s and the 90s, yeah. and we didn't have all the technology and this and this and that. I've just... This just dawned in my head. Do you think we would have handled all of this a little bit better without all the technology, or do you think we would have handled it worse? You know, I, I don't know, because th when I think about that, just the way that you were just saying, I'm thinking in the 70s and 80s, did people travel and cross continents as much? Hmm. Because I'm wondering at that time if, if it would have been that the, the virus did not travel globally. Interesting. That's a very great point. Uh -huh. Wow. So I wonder, I wonder if a few years ago, because we do, you know, part of what's happened is because we live in a global world. So right. I think, you know, it's, it's very difficult to think that way because you don't know what the, but I, 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 I firmly believe that the technology we have right now is helping us. I yes. mean, can you imagine if, if we were transported and we all, we had a television uh, uh -huh. You know, and landlines and a television that came on only, you know, for a few hours in the evening. Very true. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be more terrifying? Yeah, yeah. that is true. Good point. Very wow. good point. Very good point. Mm -hmm. So do you offer personal services to like individuals or is it more just? Yes. Okay. And yes. where can people find that? Okay. So there are a couple of separate different ways you can find me first of all i um i do have a website it's meetasingmd.com and maybe okay. you can link it uh, and then i am on linkedin as well as on twitter as athlete at athlete sleep md1 okay and then you know i do have a clinic and the best way to get to our clinic is uh, the following uh, number. It's so there are two separate numbers. There's a three one three nine one six nine four four four, and a two four eight three four four two four nine zero. And it's funny because you know, I, I, you know, because of my practice, I've always traveled quite a bit. But this is the f I am now seeing patients from all over the country because because of uh, what CDC uh, what the MS has allowed us to do because we now can practice, you know, we can do telemedicine uh, with people living in different states. Very nice. And, Very nice. Yes. And, and there are also, um, Chris, 
uh, I should send you a few other uh, another a few other links because there are other companies who do they do digital you know sleep therapy oh and nice so that's you know and often for some people it's just easier for them to talk to uh, rather than speaking to uh, you know people in in person especially now that they can't leave the house they can do tele you know they can do it right the computers yeah, please yeah. do. And, you know, we can share that with the audience on our websites and mm-hmm. and through our um, other ways of uh, communicating to our fans. So absolutely, that would be great. And I'm sure it will be very much useful for the two of us and yes, and uh, help us improve what we need to improve on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sleep, sleep according to your circadian rhythm. Don't wake up too early. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I try not to, because <laughs> if I do, then it's it's. Um, I don't want to say it's hell on wheels, but it's pretty much hell on wheels for the rest of the day until I can get back into that mode of saying, "Okay, I'm I'm asleep," because I find that when I don't, everything, every little thing irritates me, and it irritates me so bad to the point right. to where it's like I get angry so quick, and and mm-hmm. I have to force myself to to stop and say, you know what, why are you doing this? It's not that big of a deal. And so I start to realize, okay, it's because you're tired and you need to quit. You need to get more sleep right. to function. So it makes sense. Well, well, I, I can give you a, a, a more technical information, you know, so um, uh, information about that. So when you don't get enough sleep, you know, the, the, your prefrontal cortex, which is the brain right in front behind your forehead, uh-huh. That brain is, which is responsible for good judgment, decision making, uh, for uh, for uh, you know multitasking. That gets preferentially impaired, and at the at the same time, there's one part of your brain that actually lights up, and that's your emotional brain. Wow. So when you make, you know, so when you're sleep deprived, you're making decisions in which you know your judgment part of the brain is impaired while and you're overly emotional oh yeah and you're, right. so you're, yep. that that might explain a lot yes yes, yes. it does <laughs> it does absolutely mm-hmm. well uh doctor thank you so much for being on our show i can't tell you this is so informative i mean it and, and i honestly speak that and we are definitely going to be back in touch with you oh and, yes and yes. connect with you on uh, all the links that you provided because you're just by what you've said it's given us a way to learn and adapt and change and say okay this is what we need to do to improve so you are one in a million wonderful i i gotta say a thank you for because when you go on television you're only given sound bites so i thank you for allowing me to ramble Oh, no. oh well, of course. We, we're always open. We're about learning. We're about looking at new perspectives. And as Chris has said, I am so appreciative. Just thank you so much, uh, Dr. Mita, for all of the information and for just sharing everything with us and our audience. You're very welcome. Thank you. I want Willie yes. to tell you uh, how we found you, by the way. You're gonna, yeah, how did you find me? You're going to laugh at this. Uh, I meditate through Headspace, and you were oh. on. You were on the wake up. Um, yes. And when I I I did my meditation, I did the wake up thing, and I saw and I heard you, and I'm like, that you just spoke to me. I mean, just instantly. Oh, thank you. And I was just like, 
she's got to be on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, because um, I, I, I do a lot of, um, you know, speaking and presentations. And I, at one point, I and I, the, the guy who, um, um, from the app Calm, were speaking on a panel together. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because um, I, I was pretty sure he was going to invite me to come work with him, and, but, and then Headspace reached out to me. I was like, well, okay, um, you know, I'm happy to help. Uh, but, but meditation is a superpower, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, I just, because I do it, as you were talking about, like a schedule. And so when I wake up, what I do is, <laughs> sounds kind of funny, but I usually use the bathroom first, and then mm-hmm. I go into my meditation. It's usually about 10 minutes and then i go on with my day so in okay. in each time i meditate something new comes up you know it's yeah, like you said yeah. it's always or uh, you know every day you know there's a lot of change going on so when i saw that when i saw you on uh the headspace i was just like wow yep that's definitely <laughs> thank you so much thank you very much and you know um, I, I will say that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get through this. We just have to just make sure you practice all, you know, safe, be safe. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Well, doctor, thank you so much again for being on the show. This was such a pleasure. And we will always be in touch. And uh, we wish you well in all yes. this. But thank you for being on. Thank you. You know, the best thing about these staying well episodes is it keeps you well. Mm-hmm. It's important information we share with you on how we're getting through this and, you know, how we think that we can get through this. And we share different topics from articles and specialists um, and share that with you. And then they share their advice with you. So it's a wonderful program during these time periods. We all got to learn something. So you educate us. We educate. You. Exactly. It's a new time of our life. You mm-hmm. know, you guys. And you can find all these articles, plus more information, and these specialist links on our website. ChrisandWill.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. At Chris.and.will. Yeah, and get all the education you need. We're here for you, so remember that. Remember to love yourself, and the world will love you in return. Stay well, stay laughing, stay (laughs) safe, stay healthy. That's more important. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank Dr. Mita Singh for joining us today. We want to thank you guys for joining us again today. Next Monday, we have another Stay Well episode. This Thursday, we have our traditional episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. With yes. new guests and new topics. So, again, be safe out there. We're in it for the long haul. We're going to get through this. You got this. Mm-hmm. You got this. And we're going to be with you all along the way. I know it's rambling a little bit, but you guys, we need to keep every this education little bit going. Helps. Yes, every little bit helps. Follow us on Instagram. Go to our website. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you this week again and next week for another Stay Well. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Bye. Bye.